Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. A forum for riffing and ranting on hot or important healthcare marketing topics, trends, and ideas with a whole lot of other noise thrown in. I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, the agency that puts on this podcast, and I'm joined by... Jackie Rotaco. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Oh, you go ahead. You can finish it out. Jackie Rotaco, account coordinator with Interval. And uh, Adam Meyer, design director at Interval. How'd that sound, you guys? I like it. Arrogant Beautiful. Arrogant healthcare I'm sure. marketing bastards. <laughs> <laughs> bastards. We can spell it like, like Quentin Tarantino does. Glory, in, inglorious healthcare marketing bastards. <laughs> that's what it should be. That's even go. better. Yeah, maybe that's better. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I'd try it out. I thought we'd just see how, how it went. How it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. That's funny. not so bad. Oh, inglorious. That's, that word rolls off the tongue nicely. Makes it yeah, sound pretty. That's good. We might get in trouble, though. Yeah, there might be a little kind of... infringement there. if they find us (laughs) yes we'll have to take this underground (laughs) well we'll see we'll see if we get any feedback on that i there was a couple people who did get back to listening to us talk about it on the last podcast and said they loved it so all right let me see if we can expand that (laughs) Uh, and it would be a good time to change it because we have just celebrated our 15th anniversary as a company yay Wait, we got to do the what's it called, Adam? What's it since oh, it's the, the World Cup? The Vuvuzela? Yeah, let's blow our Vuvuzelas. Ready? V- <laughs> that we probably should... turned everyone off, but that's okay. Yeah, we could have had a World Cup episode, and Adam, yeah. you could have just built that into the background of the entire <laughs> podcast. That is horrible. I don't know how they. I don't know how they got how they how they got through that. Countries who are not used to that sound that had to be one hell of a distraction for them well it's it's starting to become news actually because they're talking about how people are turning their sound off when they're watching the world cup and yeah announcers don't like it and you know the head of fifa has come out and said no we're not we're not going to ban them it's part of the culture of south africa and da 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 but it seems to me that especially in this country where if you could build soccer up more than it is now uh, the money that FIFA could make, you'd think they'd at least listen. Because I would assume that 95% of the people in the United States find that completely and utterly annoying. And even <laughs> though it's indigenous, cultural, all of that, um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's okay. Right. Well, it's, I don't know. It's, it's incredibly annoying. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like a swarm of mosquitoes, of giant mosquitoes. <laughs> buzzing around for the whole thing. That's basically what it sounds. It sounds like you're in a giant swarm of mosquitoes, which is Minnesota. Like, that's like 400 decibels. As Minnesotans, you really don't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and and but but what I don't get about it is it's so annoying, but it's constant. It's for the whole right ninety whole plus thing, minutes. Yeah, and and it would affect both teams. I mean, it's not like it's. You know, it's a different pitch or melody for one team. Right. It's not like it's a chant or a song. Well, or, it may not affect it, those who are u- local teams who are used to it, but it certainly would affect right. foreign teams that are that are not used to it at all. But they do it in every game. I mean, it's not just for South Africa soccer 
team games. It's every game. So the majority of the games are with countries that have never experienced it. So it's, it's this nullifying effect. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't understand the logic of it, no. but you know, whatever to each their own, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I certainly acknowledge the cultural significance and, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just something else about it. You know, when it's, when it's actually detrimental to the gameplay to some people, that's, it just seems a little unfair. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we should get a whole bunch of those and we can, well, our, well, first of all, our, is it a birthday or an anniversary? Uh, it's I, both. <laughs> I guess it would be officially <laughs> probably anniversary, but birthday is just so much more fun. Happy birthday anniversary. Why not? Happy birthday anniversary. That's repetitive as well as redundant. (laughs) That's, dude, you just like warped my mind. (laughs) Well, it was officially on June 15th. So we just passed 15 years. So we'll call it the birthday. But we're going to have a blowout celebration on August 12th, correct? That's correct. Yep. Thursday. So did you say what it's the birthday of? It's the birthday of the company. Didn't I, I not say that? I don't. Maybe I missed it. I, I mean, uh, I, I know that's what I know that's what you meant, but I don't know if you. I don't know maybe if you said I it. I did. Yeah, of Interval itself. Yes. It's which started out as Geiger Bevelo in nineteen ninety five. Wow! Wow! That's a crazy long time. That is. I wasn't even born yet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was. That's awesome. I was still. I was actually not out of high school yet at the time. No, I would have been. I would have been. A, I would have been a junior. I wasn't in high school. I was clearly out of high school. <laughs> That's all we I'm going to say. Yeah. So we're going to have a big party on August 12, and we can have the Farva bean horns. Favre. Whatever. <laughs> Bread Favre horns. Uh, and we're going to. We'll probably be announcing some other big things at that celebration. Is our plan. Mm-hmm. We won't tip those off now, but some pretty cool stuff happening. So uh, you'll find out more information via all our channels to come on. And we're going to be inviting everybody. So anybody listening to this is welcome to come. So we'll we'll have more in our uh, e-newsletter and blog, and we'll have mailings and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for info and all that, which is cool. Should be fun. Fun, yeah. exciting. Yeah. Okay. So healthcare marketing insights. That was our old title. We can't say that anymore. No. Well, we can still say that we have those. <laughs> <laughs> if we do. We just have to make sure that we always deliver them in an arrogant fashion. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we wanted to call out a post from Gianna Shaw, our old friend at Health Leaders Media, who, as we mentioned a while back, has moved on to the technology beat. Uh, but she had a blog post. Oh, it's been a while. I think it's been almost a month. Uh, but it's a good one, and it's called Five Tips to Guide Your Hospital's Social Media Policy. Uh, and so we thought we'd just kind of recap this for you. Uh, it's worth reading, though. We'll provide a, a link to the actual blog post. Mm-hmm. But the first one is keep it short. Uh, she, she said that she it should be about a page. How about that? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Well, I mean... As we all, as we all know, corporate policies—you you don't even—you don't—you have a tendency to not even want to read it. You look at it and it's overwhelming, and you just want to put it down. Right. You don't want to read it because it doesn't feel like something that you can 
ingest in any human amount of time. So I agree. That's great. That's a great way to start it off. I would one page. It'd be awesome. Keep it concise. Yep. Yep. Well, that's the next one. Jackie. Number two, keep it simple. I read minds. (laughs) And blog posts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, so there she's referencing Mayo Clinics, and they've got theirs broken down into bullet points to make it really simple. The third suggestion is keep it encouraging. So instead of telling, instead of focusing on what people are not supposed to do or can't do, give them guidance on best practices, mm-hmm. which is a great perspective. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, four, keep it educational. Uh, she says, whenever someone tells me I can't do something, my first question is always, why not? Uh, I think that's a personality trait, by the way. I have the same personality trait. There are plenty of people that don't have that, but I think, uh, if you don't provide the why, you know, the, the rationale, uh, then some people will just go, well, that's stupid and I don't understand it. Right. So, you know, that might, boy, if you're providing rationale for everything that's in your social media policy, keeping it to one page might be, uh tough to do. So you'd have to balance those two, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, did we lose Jackie? We did. I'm bringing her back I'm in here. here. There we go. Oh, there she is. Okay. Howdy. You must, our uh, Skype technology must be linked into AT&T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor so. AT&T. If they ever listened to our podcast, they would <laughs> just throw it on the heap of all the other criticism yeah, they get. They'd and, be like, whatever. Yep. <laughs> Nothing we haven't heard before. <laughs> right. Uh, and the fifth one is keep it transparent. Uh, what do you do with your employee's social media policy once it's done? Share it with the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means even publicly. And she quotes Ed Bennett, who we've talked about before, who has a number of uh, hospital social media policies that are available for people to to download and look at and borrow from. Mm-hmm. So. So those are all good. You know, I wonder what the latest um, penetration rate is for hospitals in social media. That's a good question. Uh, is it Bennett who was keeping track of? The... Ed Bennett was, and I haven't looked at it recently. It still was discouraging the last time he, you know, I think the way he got it was there were 6,000 hospitals, and somehow he kind of filtered it down to say there was – 1200 that that should be in social media and 600 would so he called that 50 percent okay um but you know clearly there's a lot of filtering going on because that's really only 10 percent of the total right um so i just wonder if the if the rate is increasing i would assume it is yeah i would assume but yeah it'd be interesting to see some numbers i wonder if the pew has done anything on on that i haven't checked the pew, the pew. <laughs> do you think that's how they they like their brand short <laughs> well that's what they call themselves, so that's what I'm going to call them. They call themselves the Pew? Well, I don't know. That's, that's what their their name says. They may yeah, they may not call the themselves pew. the Pew, right. but that they're, 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 the giant portion of their name is Pew, so that's what I call them. <laughs> I love right. it. Yeah, I don't know. Wise, Maybe we'll have to. Does a wise man say, man who fought in church, sit in own pew? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm I'm sorry to say that you've already told that joke in our podcast, and I have no idea where I did. That could be a. I will offer a pair of twins tickets to anybody who's listening, who can 
Tell us the date of the podcast where Adam told that joke last. Yeah, I feel like How I've heard it a few times. that for a challenge? There's going to be one Twins fan who goes, who sits and listens to every episode of our podcast on iTunes for like... That's a pretty good four, deal. 48 hours straight and gets, a, gets his pair of twin tickets. I'll go do that we'll right now. A, we'll set a deadline for the end of the week, which would be the 25th, I believe, of June. So if somebody can email us the answer to that. Got a pair of twins tickets for you. <laughs> can I participate? <laughs> You're ineligible. No. Employees and their families are ineligible to receive. <laughs> All right. So pretty good story. Uh, we encourage you to read it. Now, this is going to be a pretty short podcast. I think that's a good thing. I think that's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. Guys are they? have a short ones every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make a plug for consistency, for patience. Not patience in the sense of sick people who need care, but patience um, with a C, not a T. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. To always remember to have patience, Sensei. Is it Sensei or Grasshopper? <laughs> grasshopper. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to tell your Sensei to have patience. He'd probably kick your ass. <laughs> I always confuse the two. <laughs> My own son clarified that when I said something to him. I said, "Oh, you've done well, Sensei." And he's like, "Sensei's the teacher." And he's like, "You're, you're the Sensei, Dad." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your son is the Grasshopper. Well, I constantly talk about myself in third person, so I just like to do it using kung fu language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done, Sensei. Anyway, please, 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 please remember to be as patient as you can be with your marketing and branding efforts. Uh, you know, our favorite statement, and I don't know who said this, it'd be great to find out. Uh, there's another challenge for our listenerhood. Who first said this? But, uh, you know, as soon as you start getting sick of your own marketing, advertising, PR efforts, your audiences and your market are just starting to gain traction with those and mm-hmm. uh, have some have some resonance with it. And it's it's really hard for people to, to remember that. Uh, folks get so impatient. You know, they want to run an ad. Uh, hospitals want to run ads and then, you know, change them in three months. Or uh, I think the, the classic example of this is a, is a slogan, uh, which, you know, when it comes to slogans or taglines, I'm not a huge fan. There's a few schools of thought on that. Uh, I find them to be completely toss off. I mean, we have our own slogan for our agency. Uh, so I guess I'm not consistent there. A little bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> That's so rare. But, but I, but I don't put a lot of weight into them. Right. You know, yeah. if it fits fine. Uh, but people get really, really wrapped up in developing a slogan and feel like a slogan is kind of the end all beat all. That's certainly not my perspective. Uh, but if you're going to use the slogan, you need to let that thing sit and bake and stew in your market for years if you want to have any power at all. Right. Wouldn't you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're changing your slogan every year, forget it. <clears throat> and, you know, the challenge with that is uh, leadership changes. So you may have a change mm-hmm. in marketing leadership. You may have a change in organizational leadership. Uh, the odds of one of those happening within a two-year period is pretty darn good, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, if either one of those is changing in a two-year period or let's say three-year period, you're almost guaranteed that one of those two roles might change. Maybe not, three or five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the odds of the slogan going away are pretty darn high too. Right. So that's usually the, the you know, that's a big reason 
Uh, but it's, it's the lack of patience. It's the kind of, um, this isn't doing anything for us or it's time to change. Or we've had that for a, a year now or a couple of years. Uh, you know, the slogans that actually do stick and that people remember have been around for a long, long time. I mean, I wonder how long McDonald's I'm loving it slogan. It's got to be five years, oh, right? Man, it seems it's, new, it's, but yeah, I, that's, I was just going to say that it still feels in the grand scheme of things. It still feels new. It feels like it was, it doesn't feel worn out and old yet. Right. Right. Although to to, to their marketing folks, it certainly may. I always, yeah, I, probably. I always think about just do it, but I think they got rid of that, didn't they? They for did. Nike, yeah. Well, that's but that's that's stuck around for a decade, probably. Yeah. Or more. Well, and that's a sign of a good uh, good slogan. Yeah. If if you're if you're questioning whether or not it's still in use, that's uh, it's in your head. Mm-hmm. It, it it did its job. Success. For sure. What are some? Oh, I think we've had this discussion before, but I always draw a blank when I try to think of slogans. I always think of Nike. Those are two. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to rattle them off, but once you, if you go, if you just Google popular slogans or, well, probably popular slogans, you, you, there, there are a number of uh, of sites that just list out brand brands and their slogans, and um, you read through that list, and it's like every single one rings a bell. Is Taco at least most of them? Is Taco Bell still run for the border? I don't. Think so. I'm guessing they may have realized that uh, there could be some <laughs> cultural well, sensitivities with that one. They also had "Think Beyond the Bun." Oh, that's right. Who had that? Taco Bell. Taco yeah. Bell. Yep. Which I think is actually more recent. And what about? Would you say Budweiser's "The King of Beers" is yes. a slogan? Because, but their advertising hasn't always had that. But I think they've stuck with that for. I mean, that's decades. Right. Well, I think part of their mark is that it's a crown, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, yeah. they're Clydesdales. And now you've got Bud Light. Do you know what Bud Lights is? A vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Besides no. that, their secondary Besides slogan? That, I believe it's Here We Go. And the only reason I, I know that is because their advertising, I remember some of it, like they've got a lost takeoff where the plane crashes on the island and they're, you know, the one woman's like, we've got to find a radio. And the other guy's like, I found beer in the service card or whatever. And as soon as he says that, the captain goes, here we go. And I'm like, it stuck out to me so bad. I'm like, what does that even mean? Why are you saying that? And then I saw another ad uh, along the same kind of lines and the here we go is in it. I think it's where somebody goes into the house and the entire house is made out of Bud Light cans. Oh, yeah. Uh, And And the woman's like... The woman goes, hey, this is really cool. There's a bunch of empty Bud Light cans. He's like, these aren't empty. Yeah. And the friend goes, here we go. And I'm like, what? That must be their slogan. That must be their tagline. Wow, I've, see, I've never caught on to that before. No, I haven't either. That, nor do I think I would, I don't think that would, well, I don't know. I, mean, I guess I can say now that I don't think that would stick with me, but only time will tell on that. Right. Yeah, and who is the now we're now we're riff, we're doing the train wreck thing, but whatever. <laughs> what is the have you guys heard the radio ads um, for the new versus old kind of thing? Are we talking beer? Yeah, and I can't remember. They're so bad. We'll have to find out what they are. But the guys like, um, and he kind of contrasts new versus old or big versus small. 
and he takes all these cliches and he replaces it. Like, thinking small, way to go, moron. He does that <laughs> voice. It's so bad. I have not heard these. I, yeah, that doesn't oh. ring a bell. Um, well, well, that's a good sign it. that I don't remember who the producer of it is because I hate them with a passion. <laughs> They're so over the top and awful. So please, please be patient with your – if you're going to go down that path um, with a slogan or with your advertising, remember you got to give it some time. Uh, you got to give it some time for people to recognize it, to uh, to see it, to recognize it, to have it resonate. Uh, it, it's very rare where you overdo it. Right. You know, people get sick of it. Uh, it can certainly happen, but usually you're spending – you know, millions and millions of dollars and you're just beating people over the head and they can't bear it. Maybe that's like Jared, but that's happened over years and years, at least with me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> he's not he's not part of Subway anymore either, so or he's not featured. Sometimes he is, I think. Away. No, no, they've moved on to well sometimes he is, you're right. Yeah, like they still up. have him around. He he was on he I think he showed up like on the biggest loser actually recently. Yep. He's like a but we all know what their we all know what their dominant advertising theme is, correct? Subways? Five dollar foot yep. longs? Exactly. Five dollar foot long. Ugh. Boy, we're in trouble. I think we have regurgitated content from past podcasts three times today. <laughs> I think so too, but it's what sticks, obviously. Yeah. Unfortunately for our audiences. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We actually have to sing. Hey, let's end it short today. Sounds good. Let's end this train wreck. Yeah, that wasn't much of a train wreck. Nah. Nice and short. Nah. Okay, for the arrogant healthcare marketing bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Adam Meyer. Jackie Rotaco. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.